This is Jeff. Hey. This is Jeff's bush. Hey. Jeff's bush is not attractive. Hey, Susie. Looking sweaty today. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you wish! Looks like this wingman needs his feathers clipped. You see, confidence begins below the waist. And doesn't Jeff know that when you trim your hedges, the tree stands taller? Hey, neighbor. You're trimming your bush or a grizzly bear back here. Good question, Keith. Hey, you signed those divorce papers yet? Moment of truth! That monster looks about as precise as a rusty butter knife! So Jeff will need the steady hand of a neurosurgeon to... Understandable reaction, fellas. This waking nightmare happens every day and could have been avoided with the right tool for the job. Introducing the Lawnmower 2.0 from Manscaped, a precision-engineered personal trimmer for an unruly bush, and more importantly, what's underneath it. How am I not passed out yet? Its skin-safe technology means you won't nick or snag your most delicate spots. And a 6,000 RPM motor makes short work of even the leafiest shrubbery. But don't let the name fool you. This lawnmower is so quiet, it's received the National Librarian Association's Quietest Men's Personal Trimmer Award 97 years in a row. Its ceramic blade module may be state-of-the-art, but let's be reasonable. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah, especially Keith's marriage. That's why the brilliant minds at Manscaped made it replaceable. This prevents the buildup of bacteria, and honestly, makes the thing flippin' immortal. Oh, did we mention it's waterproof? Because it's waterproof. So go on, guys. Mow when it's wet. Mow when it's dry. Mow on a red-eye flight to Mesopotamia. Manscaped has every bush covered, even Jeff's. Hey, Keith. You're strong, man. You'll get through this. Thanks, Jeff's Bush. The Lawnmower 2.0 from Manscaped. Click now to have the world's best personal trimmer delivered right to your door and get a free toiletry bag with your order. And that is www.manscaped.com. and wildest podcasts on the planet and you're listening to the Punisher's Batcave
All right, welcome to the Punisher's Back Cave podcast, ladies and gentlemen, with our hosts Charlie and Chris. Me being the main host, and Chris being the co-host of the show, and he's also managing the productions. So, um, today, uh, there's a lot to talk. I mean, there's a lot in our mind to talk about. So today is going to be different. I think it's going to be a special episode because it's going to be all in one. Basically, what that means is that um, we're going to cover a lot of topics in one episode. We're going to talk about... um, By the way, uh, I want to give a shout out to Tegan Knox for winning the number one contender elimination uh, match at the NXT... uh, The American Grad Bash. What is it called? The, The Great American Bash? Yeah. Uh, a huge shout out to her for winning uh, props to her uh, anyways going back on topic um, yeah we have a lot to discuss today uh, because we have a lot of topics to talk about basically it's like three or four topics basically um, so uh, the first topic, what we're going to talk about, is the Chris Nagy situation at UCF. The second topic is going to be about Cobra Kai it's, and its big news going to Netflix. Yeah. Uh, basically, they cut ties with YouTube Premium and now they're going to Netflix. Then the third topic is going to be about um, the next-gen con- video game consoles. Uh, in the video game world for the PS5 and Xbox Series X and our thoughts on it. And then for the last, uh, maybe the last topic, uh, we'll talk about uh, the Logan Paul. Uh, did you watch that episode with Logan Paul when he was crying that America's racist? Let's talk about that. And another thing I would like to talk about is, uh, well, uh wrestling um so yeah first and foremost let's start off with um i think we should start with the chris Nagy situation at ucf yeah and how this whole black lives matter movement is basically a, becoming a trend because of uh what he's been saying so let's get everything started Okay, um, let me pull up the information that I found on Chris Nagy. <sighs> What's his name? Chris Nagy? No, Charles Nagy. My mistake. His name's Charles Nagy, and he's a professor at UCF. I keep saying Chris Nagy. Alright, so... Wait, uh, let me look it through Instagram because I've been getting a lot of followers today, this week, which is good. Uh, I think it's Mackenzie Milton that hasn't. Okay. All right. 
So let's pull up the information we have on Charles Nagy. He's a professor at UCF. Um, and let's read his tweets because I want to dissect them and go over them. Wait, let me write what we're going to talk about down. Oh, because I forgot to write it down. Okay, we're going to talk about... Oh, wow. Pens out of ink. All right. Uh, the next thing... Let's write it down because I get forgetful. So let's start off with the Charles Nagy UCF situation. Um, okay, I'm going to read a few tweets that he's written, and we're going to dissect it and go over it, basically over things that he said um, that people are protesting and claiming at UCF that they're claiming that is racist that he said, or sexist. Um, there was a tweet that went out by t uh, yesterday by... Uh, Greg McCray, where he says that Charles Nagy is a racist and a sexist professor who is currently employed by my university. I do not condone comments and tweets that he has made openly disgracing others because of their race or gender. Hashtag UCF fire him. Okay, so he's joining this protesting movement at UCF by UCF students and is being held by UCF students. Um, <laughs> I find this kind of embarrassing because, um, UCF has always been my dream university to go to, and I don't, I applied there at, as I was planning on going there, but plans have changed because they put me on a wait list for housing. So, yeah, let's talk about this. Um, let's see what he's, Charles Nagy said that was quote unquote racist or sexist because... I'm going to go on a limb here and say I don't think what he's saying is necessarily... I think what he's saying is stereotypical uh, and a big hasty generalization based on a bias that he has towards the African-American community and making a big, yeah, like, you know, like a major stereotype. But I don't think it's... <laughs> extremely racist because uh, here in, in a tweet he says sincere question if African Americans as a group had the same behavioral profile as Asian Americans on average uh, okay so he's talking about etiquette and well mannerism performing the best academically he's talking about basically African Americans having what a high or low IQ yeah. And then he says, having the highest income, which is part... I'm going to say it's true because African-Americans... There are African-Americans that do have a high income. You look at athletes. You look at celebrities. You look at any other public figure out there that's African-American that makes a lot of money. 
of course they're going to have the highest income compared to those that have a medium income that come from a medium a, a middle class household and then you got those that are in poverty that are at a low stricken level of a low income base so i think what and then he's go and then he goes on by saying committing the lowest crime well I think that's half true because there are African Americans that have committed the lowest crime rates uh, when it's targeted towards um, Hispanics or uh, white on black violence in general or black on white violence in general because the highest uh, percentage that I saw in an article it said that uh, there's a lot of black-on-black -black violence, uh, which is true as well. And then he goes on by saying, would we still be proclaiming systemic racism exists? Okay, so in that tweet, let's talk about, yeah, um, everything that we just talked about. Um, I mean, there are... African Americans that do have a high IQ and there are African Americans that have a low IQ and there's African Americans that have an average IQ. I mean, to say that African Americans um, don't perform best academically is kind of biased and it's a big generalization because not all African Americans are stupid. I mean, there's African Americans that do well on SAT scores before they apply to a certain college uh, their freshman year that are high high school educated so there are african americans that do perform the best academically uh, i don't think what he's saying is right because i mean if it's racist but what he's saying then yeah okay maybe you have a point but i don't think it's that racist that i mean because i think it's stereotypical i think it's a bias i, th I think it's bias i think it's a generalization he's making because to say that, oh, African-Americans um, should be just like Asian-Americans who have a, a high behavioral profile, I mean, there are Americans that do have that, African-Americans that do have that. Um, I don't know where he gets his sources. Uh, I, I honestly don't know what his political views. I think he's like right center or old far right i'm not sure uh but he has raised an awareness of i remember reading a tweet he wrote where he talks about african privilege <laughs> well we'll get that into that later because let's talk about the systemic racism issue because systemic racism i feel like when leftists say it it must be true. It must exist. Well, if it's true and if it doesn't exist, then explain the video that was published on YouTube by Act.TV where it explains, yeah, about systemic racism and Charlie Kirk and Ben Shapiro came out and debunked that video piece by piece brilliantly uh, why systemic racism is not does not really exist i mean it used to maybe it used to exist but it doesn't exist in this current state in america in 2020 um maybe in the 1960s and 1940s it existed during the jim crow laws and the 
segregationist uh, movement uh, by the KKK and uh, the far right. But right now we're not we don't have systemic racist racism issue, uh, systemic racist issue. I think it's a income inequality issue based on different multiracial ish uh, backgrounds because there are uh, for example let's take Hispanics uh, there are Hispanics that do have a low poverty rate that are on a low income basis there are H Hispanics that are in a middle income a middle uh, what is it called uh, middle income family yeah they come from a middle class middle income family and there are Hispanics that have a higher income that are celebrities or public figures. For example, take a YouTuber. Uh, they make about, what, uh, $300,000 in income? Even white people, even the same logic could be applied to white people and African-American people. So to say that it, systemic racism is real uh, because of how much you make, it, it's not true. Charlie Kirk even said it. It's not true. Even Ben Shapiro has said it. It's not true. So I'm going to go out and say it's not true either because of my the claims I'm making about uh, systemic racism based on income, racial income, when it's actually income inequality of different races that go through this situation. Another thing that I'm going to debunk about systemic racism in this tweet by Charles Nagy is that... Um, I think what he's saying is that I think what he's saying is when he says would we still be proclaiming systemic racism exist I think what he's trying to say it might be true to the liberals but in reality it's not true to us right-wingers so I think that's what he's saying I'm not saying it in my words I'm not saying as us I'm saying it in his words so I mean I personally don't think it's real. Systemic racism? I mean, it probably used to be a real thing back then. Um, during the Jim Crow laws and the segregation, segregational era during the KKK and uh, which led later on led to the Reconstruction era and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. Uh, going back to that tweet... I honestly think it's biased, it's prejudiced, it's um, um, stereotypical as well. I mean, to say that African Americans don't perform well academically and that uh, they don't have the same behavioral profile as Asian Americans is not true. Because there's, there's well-mannered and well-educated African Americans, for example, that voted for Obama or voted for, for Trump. Um, there's also uh, African Americans that do perform very well on SAT scores, and uh, they're I think in their junior or senior year before they apply to a, their dream college. I mean, I'm I'm a white Hispanic, for example. Let's take me for example. Um, I did very well on the SATs. I did I got a like an 1140 total, and but I came up short on some requirements. Uh, when I uh, I think the SAT requirement score for UCF because I remember applying to UCF as one of my dream colleges 
I also applied to UF, I also applied to UM, I also applied to basically every university in the state of Florida, even FIU, even um, some colleges out of state. I was thinking about applying, but it wasn't worth it because uh, tuition would cost way more out of state if I applied out of state. Uh, so luckily, I, I I started applying for universities in within the state I was born in. So going back to this post, um, also saying committing the lowest crime. Uh, like I said, well, the white on black violence is the lowest crime rate in the U.S. Um, but the black on black violence has certainly gone higher. And there's an article that proves it um, that I read from, um, I think, a government website. Let me pull it up. Uh, it's a pretty long, let me find it. Uh, basically what it says in that article, let me, okay, I think I have it here. I have one here. Uh, this one okay I think there was another article that I read but it's not and it's not government based uh, I think it's better to put to search it as crime rates based on race uh. Okay, um, here you have, um, I think this is a better article. Uh, I mean, I remember reading an article on it, but I may change my mind because sometimes the numbers can be different when you look at different mainstream uh news outlets or alternative media outlets the numbers could be different so we got to narrow it down to who has the right answer so we're going to look at charts and statistics from the government uh for example there's wait is this the article oh wait well, this is a good this is a good article um it's by the ucr.fbi.gov website there's two that i found one from 2017 and one from 2016, where it explains uh, the total ratio of, wow, of people based on different races that have committed crimes based on uh, murder, non-eligent manslaughter, rape, robbery, aggravated assault, burglary, larceny, theft, motor vehicle theft, arson, violent crime, property crime, other assaults, and so on and so on and so on, etc. So forth. Now, uh, oh shit, did I press the button, wrong button? Okay, I did. Uh, it shows here the total amount of the population of white people 
And I'll put, I'll put, it's a really long, windy art, article, and there's a, two, actually three or maybe more long, windy, long, windy articles to go over. I mean, on the podcast. I mean, I don't want to bore anybody, our audience with it, or our listeners or viewers. Um, so I'm going to publish, I'm going to po- post this, uh, these articles on, I think on our social media accounts because so people can have a look at it under this episode because it's too much information to go over and maybe this will change some people's minds. Uh, and these are very interesting numbers, uh, because it shows here that I'm just going to skimp. Not necessarily skin through it. I'm just going to give you a general consensus of it instead of just saying too many numbers. So we're just going to cut to the chase of it and talk about it. For example, uh, we're going to look now at the 2016 Crime in the United States uh, article. Uh, it shows here uh, race of offender, sex of offender, ethnicity of offender, and it turns out that white people uh, out of the whole population in the United States commit the most crime of race as an offender. Uh, black African, African, black or African American commit lower than whites and lower than other races. So wait, am I reading that wrong? Hold on. Yeah, this one's more confusing, but I think the one from 2017 makes more sense to talk about because it's got, um, it talks about murder, non-eligent manslaughter, rape, robbery, aggravated assault, you name it. So, uh, the total of the whole population based on every race is, uh, basically around eight, wow, eight million, uh, over eight million people so that means that five million over five million percentage of the people of that are white commit the most crimes than black or african americans uh american indian or alaska native asian native hawaiian or hispanic um Wait, is there, a, is there a scroll bar? Because this cuts off. What? Uh, yeah, this article's cut off. You don't get to see the whole diagram of the numbers. Uh, and this is pub- this article was published by the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI. Um, so numbers really don't lie. Um... Unless they're warped, like that little girl from TikTok t- talking to her mom and parents about oh how they're racist and bigoted and this and that. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know why it cuts off, but here it says Hispanic Latinos a total of. 1,190 something and it cuts off there I mean you I'll show you the article but you would have to download probably the file to look at it uh, I mean I would download it and talk about it but I'll just leave it for the viewers to look at the article download the article yourselves you'll look at the numbers um, it turns out yeah I mean you look at 
the ma- the mass murders that are going around. Uh, a total of wow, yeah, white people have a total of five million over five million white people. A total of black or African American that are two million over two million. And then you have Alaskan Indian or Alaskan Native that are about 196 somewhat thousand. And then you have Asian, 97,049 of the population. Uh, You look at the types of crimes they've done. Um, Murder, it turns out that African Americans have done more murder than white people American Indian or Alaskan Native, Asian or any other race combined, because it says here, for example, for murder, that that a population uh, about two million of the Black or African American population that commits the crimes of murder is about five thousand or twenty five thousand and twenty five African Americans that have committed that crime. Because we're talking about you know black people because of this whole black lives matter movement and all this situation um when it comes to rape african americans have committed 5182 of that crime when it comes to robbery 40024 of the african american people in that in the community have committed that crime the list can go on and on i mean yeah, there's certain things that African Americans have done, uh, but the numbers are. I mean, there's something different types of crimes that they have done that are lower or higher than other races. If if, if that doesn't make that much sense, I mean, just look at the article yourself. We'll we'll po- we'll post it on our social media platform, and uh, we also created a YouTube ac- uh, account, so. We'll upload that on the on the YouTube video, uh, probably, and it'll be on the description below. But yeah, uh, this is a really interesting article to read and look at. Uh, well, it's more of it's not really an article. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that it's more of a statistical data based on Pew Research by the FBI. Uh, from 2017 and 2016. So just look at it yourselves. And there's also another article from the U.S. Department of Justice or Office Justice Pro, based on the Office Justice Programs. Uh, when you look at the Bureau of Justice Statistics Special Report, there's an article claim titled "Black Victims of Violent Crime" by Erica Harrell, who has a Ph.D. and B.J.S. To, who is a B.J.S statistician um uh blacks were victims of an estimated 805,000 non-fatal violent crimes of about 8,000 homicides in 2005 yada 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 okay uh yeah um uh i've read the article but i'm not gonna bore you guys about this article um so these are three articles or sources let's just call them sources that are based on government findings. And there's also going to be another article we're going to attach that uh, is uh, published by channel4.com called, titled, Do Black Americans Commit More Crime? Uh, 
I'm just going to read a quote from this article and save you just all the information you need. Um, and the quote says, It's important to note that black men commit nearly half of all the murders in this country, which is astounding when you take into consideration the fact that they only make up 12 or 13% of the population. So, that being said, um, it's obvious that African American, the African American community is a part of the, one of the biggest minority groups in the U.S. So, um, hold on, let me see something. Because I, I logged me out of, I think, uh, Instagram when I was looking at the tweet. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Greg McRae did tweet that, and um, I'm just going to correct him. It's not... It's stereotypical what he's saying. It's a generalization what he's saying. It's a, a bias based on his own bias. Uh, it's not technically a racist thing that he's saying. It's just stereotypical let's just call it what it is stereotypical it's a, a generalization a generalizational bias and then he writes in a tweet another tweet uh that Mackenzie milton reposted on his insta story that the subgroup of blacks has lots of problems many likely missing fathers having dysfunctional uneducated mothers which i'm going to say is not true because not all African Americans come from dysfunctional families. Maybe there are some, but not all of them. And to say that all they come from all uneducated mothers, I mean, let's just continue reading. Uh, having dysfunctional, he says, having dysfunctional uneducated mothers surrounded, surrounded by peers with sociopathic tendencies. Lots of obstacles in life. No one knows what the solution is to this complete situation. Okay, uh, again, not all African Americans come from a dysfunctional family and where they hang out with sociopathic friends. I mean, maybe there is a faction of them that do that, but not all of them. It's just, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's biased to say that, uh, and it's a big generalization that he's making. Um... And then he goes on by saying uneducated mothers. I mean, there's African-American children that come from, uh, what, single parent families or divorced families or maybe a, 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 a family that has a marriage between a man and a, the, the husband and wife uh, that do have educated mothers. I mean... The whole point, I mean, the whole point I'm trying to say is that there are African-American mothers who are educated that teach their children right from wrong. Are there mothers that are uneducated? I don't know. I can't, I'm not, I'm not at liberty to say that because I don't know. Because, uh, let me see if you can Google that. I don't think it's true because they do educate their children right from wrong and uh, when you look at it philosophically based on morals and 
uh, intelligent, relevant thinking. Uh, it, I think I think what he's saying is foolish because and not really racist. I mean, foolish, stereotypical, biased, and making a generalization. So uh, that's what I think Charles Nagy is saying. Uh, okay, so wow, there's a lot of root sources here. Um, when I typed in our Amer African American mothers uneducated. Okay, so I don't I don't really want to use Wikipedia because Wikipedia is not always that reliable. Um, but here on Wikipedia it says. Uh, Well, it's a lot to read. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll put it also on our YouTube channel. Maybe you guys can have a... Uh, and, and social media platform. Maybe you guys can also have a look at this article. Oh, Wikipedia, but... Yeah, it's a lot to read and go over in an episode because we have other topics to talk about. Um... Yeah, uh, we'll just put post this on our social media platform under this under this episode, and uh, on probably YouTube as well. I just don't want YouTube to delete this video because I don't want to come across as like you know because with YouTube censoring things these days and banning videos that. They don't agree with. I mean, it's it's stupid at this point what they're do what YouTube is doing because yeah okay so looking at the numbers here in this article it, it I mean you guys can have a look at it uh, so yeah going back to the tweets he was saying Charles Nagy um, that Mackenzie Milton uh, reposted on his Insta stories. I mean, having the highest income, committing the lowest crime, this stuff that he's saying, uh, doesn't necessarily, okay, wait, we already covered this tweet, yeah, he's just trying to, I think what he's trying to do, dude, is, uh, when he's talking about issues like that he's bringing up an awareness that and a claim that to prove that systemic racism doesn't really exist i think that's what he's saying yeah but he's saying that first he says that and then he talks about the subgroup of blacks has lots of problems many likely missing fathers having dysfunctional uneducated mothers surrounded by peers with sociopathic tendencies lots of obstacles in life no one knows what the solution is to this complicated situation. I mean, when he wrote that tweet, I will, I'm just going to say it, that not all African Americans do that. I mean, and not all African American mothers are uneducated. There's African American mothers that have had a education, have had a high school and college level education that teach their children uh, 
that educate their children, not just from right or wrong, but um, also also educating their children on things that are be not being t things that are being taught in school and things that are not being taught in school. Um, but yeah, looking at these articles, I think they're reliable. Uh, I'll just post the Wikipedia one, even though I don't always consider Wikipedia that reliable. I think this is this article is interesting to give a look at. Um, but there's a lot of sources you can look up yourselves, and this and for anybody who's listening, our audience, our viewers watching, uh, I suggest that if you're gonna look for other articles, just type in on Google uh, "Are African Americans Uneducated?" or you could just write. Um, crime rates based on race or ethnicity and i'm pretty sure these articles that i have will pop up on the search engine but i'm going to just put it up on social media and post it on youtube and you guys can have a look at it now there's other tweets that that charles negi writes on his twitter and account and i wanted to go over these tweets um He writes in one tweet, he actually wrote today something, and he said, when the government and public feel the need to mandate intellectual diversity on college campus, that's the clearest sign that U.S. universities have become pseudo-liberal indoctrination camps. Well, I think what he's saying there is true, because most uh, public universities, and you'll agree with me on this, Chris, have, are basically... <laughs> liberal and I think it's illiberal to silence conservatives with a different point of view it's illiberal so I mean there was there was also an article I remember reading once that uh, that was pu that was published by I think UCF nightly news that that uh, a certain demographic of Republicans wanted Ben Shapiro to come to UCF to speak to to host an event and and speak to the ch the students there, and they didn't have enough sufficient. F they didn't want the funds to to host uh, the the event. Does, if that makes sense, yeah, it kind of makes sense of what you mean. So, I, yeah, I mean, I remember reading that article and uh, I was like wowed by it. I mean, that UCF should let right-wingers talk in college campuses even though left-wingers may not agree with them on various issues um and this is a perfectly good example that i mean in the article that i was that i'm talking about with ben shapiro uh being allowed to speak on college campuses like ucf or uf or any other florida university which i think they should allow him to speak uh, and hold an event there. Um, I think it is illiberal to cite to ban them from uh, walking on college campuses and hosting these events. When I think a faction, for example, you look at UCF. I think there's a faction of students that are Republicans that voted for Trump or that or that agree with Ben Shapiro on various issues and can learn from other things other things from Ben Shapiro and in that article that I read uh, from the UCF Nightly News I think it's called 
they didn't want the funds to cover it, but they wanted to him just freely come at his own free will to UCF and just host an event and have a debate or have a debate or have a discussion with the students to talk about things they could learn or things they could agree on. And, I mean, I don't think it's... Here's how it works when you get a, a political expert to come to a college campus to speak to students. You need to have funds. You need to have money to hold that event. That's how it works. You got to raise money to have that to make that awareness. Now, going back to the Charles Nagy situation and the Black Lives Matter movement that's happening, um, here's another tweet he wrote. Uh... Which is the tweet that he wrote? Let's just look at the tweets um, I highlighted that uh, that he posted about weeks ago. He wrote a one tweet where he says, Seems the number of people who hate America but enjoy living here has reached a critical mass. mass. Totally deranged people. Uh, basically, he's talking about the protesters and looters that are rioting over George Floyd's death. Which, yeah, he may have a point. Here's another tweet that I don't know if I should agree with. Um, I don't know if I should agree with or not. Uh, he says, here's a suggestion to those who think they are being screwed and oppressed in the U.S., Stay in school, be the best student possible, avoid crime, avoid gangs, avoid unwanted pregnancy, avoid drugs and alcohol. Amazing what a little common sense can do for your destiny. Now, um, I have mixed feelings about that because I do agree with the last parts of this tweet. Um, but in the beginning, he says... Uh, that there we that there's people that are feel they're being screwed or oppressed in the U.S. I mean, who's oppressing who and who's screwing who? That's that's what I want to know. If he's, I, I want to know if he's talking about the African American community, because I don't know if that's what he's talking about. Um, then in another tweet he goes, the good thing about the riots, MSM st MSM stopped telling us twenty four seven that we're. All, all going to die from COVID-19. The riots must have eradicated the virus. Yeah, I think this guy is completely right-wing. Um, I mean, our, our podcast, I mean, we're... We would consider ourselves libertarian and right-wing. I mean, we're, we're conservatives with a liberal streak. Um, we're, in a, or in other words, considered conservatarian, so... He makes some good points, but there's some tweets that I don't condone. Like, the, the tweets that Mackenzie Milton reposted, I do not condone what he said there. Because it's... It is stereotypical, and it's biased and prejudiced, and make, when he makes that gen generalization. Uh, and then he goes in another tweet saying, uh, responding to C.J. Pearson... Who is a young black male who used to? I think he, he he used to be a Republican, but then changed to a Democrat and then became a Republican again, or something like that. Um, he's this young African American kid 
uh, who used to be called and labeled an Uncle Tom for supporting the Republican Party. Here, C.J. Pearson writes, I'm a young black male, and but I'm tired of watching America burn every night. The left claims they're doing it for me, for all black people. They're not. True, because you don't speak for all black people. There's black people that are conservative, and there's black people that are complete liberal on the left side of the aisle that voted for Obama or want to vote for Biden. But <laughs> what's funny is, remember that video where Biden says, if you have a problem with me voting, voting for me or Trump, then you ain't black? I was like, then what are they? Chameleons? I mean, I found that remark that he made just foolish, just as foolish as the the tweets that Charles Negi wrote that Mackenzie Milton highlighted in his Insta stories. So yeah, going back to that tweet that about C.J. Pearson, C.J. when C.J. Pearson wrote that, Charles Negi then responded to C.J. Pearson, saying, "Sadly." Despite all the reasonable and logical ideas expressed by this young man, the forces of wokeness, Black Lives Matter, leftist, liberal, MSM, academia will cause his voice to be unheard. Well, there is a left-wing narrative that has a bias against conservative points of view. I mean, you go on Facebook, there's conservatives that are being censored. For example, there's this African-American comedian, I think by the name Terrence something, who is uh, who voted for Trump that got censored or banned, not really banned, but censored on Facebook and demonetized for, for highlighting some death threats that he's gotten uh, from people who have a different point of view and different opinion from him. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say there. I mean, I think this whole right-wing censorship should, has to stop because it goes against the the grain of the First Amendment and freedom of freedom of speech. I mean, do private companies have the right to silence different opinions? I don't think so. I mean, yeah, they can set rules and regulations because they're a privately owned company or a publicly traded company, and they can make these rules and restrictions, but the truth is, you're still violating the First Amendment right of that person that's expressing his thoughts on the internet. But going back on topic with the Charles Negi situation, he even wrote a tweet saying, I, l I think it's... Uh, yeah, it's a it's a, a Twitter tweet that he wrote with a Facebook link where he says, I love that white young lady, white liberal young lady, sarcasm. I'm so happy she exists to save us minorities. What would we do with these folks with white savior, <laughs> white savior syndrome? I'm going to click on the link and then we'll probably... Oh. The video got taken down on Facebook. It says the page isn't available. Let me wait. Let me log in and see if it's there or not. Now, going back to this, uh, hold on. Did I do something right? 
Okay, uh, I'm on Facebook. Let me see the video. Yeah, it's not on Facebook. The video got removed. Okay, so, so yeah, he's been writing a lot of these tweets and these things on Twitter. I mean, there are some points he's making that are true, and uh, but I'm gonna have to condone those tweets that Mackenzie Milton highlighted that that Charles Nagy wrote. Uh, but here's a tweet that he wrote that he put up on Twitter, Charles Nagy, uh, where he says Biden has a plan for the most radical economic overhaul since the New Deal. I'll translate. More social programs, more handouts, more incentivizing people to not accept responsibility for their own destiny. Uh, and it's an article that he posted that's by Newsweek.com uh, called Joe Biden, the moderate, plans the most radical overhaul of the U.S. economy. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's tweets that I, he's been putting up that are right wing. I mean, I'm not saying we don't, I don't agree or, uh, with, I just don't agree with the, tw the, the tweets he made about the African American community. That's the one tweet, the one tweet I, I don't agree with, but he does make some points on other issues. Because I've been stalking his Twitter. And, uh... Well, I mean, it's his freedom of speech to say this stuff, write this stuff. But anyways, um... Let's also talk about the privileges based on race, like white privilege. I mean, it's just... White privilege... African privilege, Hispanic privilege. By the way, let's talk about those other types of privileges because I don't think people even know it exists. If white privilege does exist, then so should African privilege, uh, Hispanic privilege, and Asian privilege, and so on and so forth. Because uh, let's let's look about let's look at what the definition of privilege is, shall we? Yeah. A privilege, by definition, is a special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available to only a particular person or group. Okay, so let's just say that uh, to say that white privilege exists. I mean, you're what? Uh, oh, I mean, it's kind of foolish because. I would say it's kind of foolish because, um, what do white people have an advantage over? I mean, black people? White people don't have advantages over black people. I mean, not even, and is there advantages that black people have over white people? I mean, 
If it, if it exists, then it must be true. But I wouldn't say it exists. Yeah. So... Let me just say and go on a limb here. A privilege is an earning. It's something that you earn. A, a special right, advantage, or immunity granted. Immunity granted. It's anything that's granted. Basically, or something that you earned. Or available only to a particular person or group. So it's something that you earn. So imagine if anybody of any kind of race gets a... Get, earns something because... It's a privilege for them to earn that. Okay, so maybe it might exist, but... Uh, I just don't think white privilege exists, uh, because... When you tell somebody to check their privilege, whether it's a white person or African-American, or anybody else, if they've experienced racism, or they experienced other things that claim that a privilege to, to, to make to reason make a reason that a privilege exists is beyond me because I don't even know how to put it in better words for you so yeah uh, so yeah looking at the Charles Nagy tweets I mean and stalking his whole Instagram, uh, Twitter, I mean, should he be, my question, the thing is, should he be fired? Uh, I think he should be penalized, not fired, for writing some tweets that are, I think, yeah, it's, you know, prejudiced and stereotypical. But fired unceremoniously and being vilified for things he's been writing? I mean, that's kind of a little harsh. That's kind of too harsh. I mean, I would just penalize him. Like, suspend him from, from teaching uh, at the school. But firing him would be... I think it's too much. Yeah. But anyways, let's get to other topics. Because we've been at, uh, talking on this podcast for about 57 minutes. Uh, let's uh, talk about the other topics. Uh, Cobra Kai... Big news breaking. Uh, they moved to Netflix about a few days ago. Uh, but nothing seems to be up yet for Cobra Kai because we're still waiting for season three. However, yesterday, since we're already right now on July 2nd, uh, yesterday, July 1st, uh, they put up the three Cobra Kai uh, films. Not, sorry, not Cobra Kai. The Karate Kid films. Basically, the Karate Kid trilogy. And... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. Them, the Karate Kid and the Cobra Kai series, movies and series, moving to Netflix, is a, I think it's a good idea because it's definitely cheaper than... than YouTube Premium because YouTube Premium is, what, $14.99 a month? And Netflix gives you different options when you choose whenever you choose a different pack subscription package. You have the $9.99 a month or $7.99 a month basic uh, package, which is cheaper and which is the the package that I have and the wisest package that I chose. Um, because I want uh, you basically you save more money. You don't have to spend that much money, ridiculous amount of money on 
Yeah, you. I agree. Uh, on just absolutely <laughs> on anything that's ripping you off. Uh, so far, I like the idea of Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid going to Netflix because it, it, it's a better deal. I think it's a better deal than YouTube Red or whatever YouTube Premium, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think you'll get a more. I think they'll attract a bigger audience uh, and based on different demogra a, dem a different demographic fan base. Um, and I mean, you'll attract more viewers. They'll attract more viewers. They'll write better stories. I think on you uh, the on Netflix than they did on. Uh, and I'm talking about the writers and producers and directors. Uh, I think that basically the writers writing better stories um, than they ever did on YouTube. Uh, but <laughs> it's an amazing show. Cobra Kai is a really good show. And it's rec and and these new this news is record breaking. Uh, going to Netflix, I think it's a really good deal. What do you think, Chris? Uh, yeah, I like the idea of it going to Netflix. I agree with you. Yeah. Okay. On to the next topic. Um. Video games, the video gaming world. Oh. <laughs> what are we gonna talk about that? The PS Five and the Xbox Series X. I mean, so far I like the specs of them, the video game consoles. Um, but the one thing that I don't like is that for the PS5 is that uh, the specs on it, uh, sorry, the gigabytes that they have confirmed that it's going to be is about, what, like 800 and something gigabytes? And when you look at the Xbox Series X, it they they said it's going to be one terabyte of storage. Why could my question is why couldn't Sony make the PS Five have one terabyte just like the Xbox Series X does? I mean, it's absolutely foolish to make it lesser than the Xbox Series X. I mean, this is why I uh, when when company when when companies market their items or products, they they and they can and when they compete against other products, one's going to be have a bigger advantage over the other. So the Xbox Series X, I think, has a slighter advantage over the PS Five because of the storage. Um, but I really like the the other specs and features that the PS Five has. It looks futuristic. Uh, it's got that huge futuristic look. <laughs> Uh, than the Xbox Series X, um, but I think the Xbox Series X does look somewhat futuristic. It's just like a, it looks like I remember someone posted a meme of the consoles, and it, and someone said, uh, "Oh, the PS Five looks like a P, uh, like a Wi-Fi router, and um, the Xbox Series X looks like." A refrigerator, a mini refrigerator, which I was laughing and I found it funny when they pop pop when they posted those memes on I think it was Facebook. Yeah, I, I find it I find it funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I so far like I like the console, I like the specs, but there's some specs that I don't. 
I don't think I like about the PS5. I mean, I think they could have done better on the storage unit because they should have made it one terabyte, not 800 and I think it's 825 gigabytes or 885 gigabytes, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, let's look at the article of what it says. Oh. This article doesn't have at all the specs confirmed. Okay, I think this is better. Um, Yeah, I was right. Uh, the PlayStation 5 has a custom 825 gigabyte SSD internal storage, and there is an expandable storage called the NVMe SSD slot. So, um, I think you could add more storage on it using that SSD slot. However, I think you could also use an external hard drive for to give it more give it give it a more expandable storage. But the Xbox Series X so far has one terabyte expansion card for expandable storage, one terabyte custom NVMe SSD storage, um, 4K UHD Blu-ray drive, 10 gigabyte at 560 gigabyte per second, and 6 gigabyte at 336 gigabytes per second uh, for memory bandwidth. Uh, memory RAM, the Xbox Series X has 16 gigabytes GDDDR6. Um, the Xbox Series X uh, 12 GPU is 12 TFLOPS 52 CUS at 1.825 gigahertz custom RD, RDNA2 and and eight times and the cpu has an eight times zen two cores at 3.8 gigahertz or 3.6 gigahertz with smt while the ps5 cpu has eight times zen two cores at 3.5 gigahertz variable frequency and the ps5 gpu is about 10. 28 TFLOPs with 36 CUS at 2.23 gigahertz at variable frequency. The memory on the PS5 is 16 gigabytes GDDDR6 uh, or 260, uh, sorry, 256-bit. Uh, the memory bandwidth on the PS5 uh, is 448 gigabytes per second. Uh, the optical drive for the PS5 has a 4K UHD Blu-ray drive and the yeah the internal storage is a custom 825 gigabyte SSD 
and the PS5 has an expandable storage NVMe SSD slot. So there, I think Xbox Series has Series X has a an advantage over the PS5 when it looks to internal storage unit because it has one terabyte and the PS5 is 125. So they should have just made the PS5 have one terabyte as well. They want to compete with the Xbox. Well, better, any better. Um, I mean, that's one source by looking at the consoles. But yeah, I mean, so far I like the consoles. Uh, I just hope the price range is around $200 to $400. And I have my reasons why it should be that cheap because I, th I think it should be around two hundred. Honestly, I think it should be around two hundred to three hundred dollars because four hundred dollars to six hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars is too expensive and it's going to be a major ripoff. So I hope both consoles start at the price range of two hundred to three hundred dollars to make it affordable for everybody. Because no one, I don't think anybody's going to want to pay six hundred to seven hundred dollars for a new console. It's a it's a major ripoff. Yeah, it's a ripoff. So, yeah, there you have it. Uh, moving on to the next topic, uh, the Logan Paul, Jake, and Jake Paul situation. Um, I was watching a YouTube video of Logan Paul's podcast where he claims that America is racist repeatedly. And I'm thinking, this guy has to be stupid. And ignorant because where the hell do you get that America is racist? Just because of one person's action, I mean, looking and looking at the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement because of the George Floyd death and Ahmed Arbery death and these and Breonna Taylor death. Um, first off, I'm going to say not all cops are bad people, and there's cops that come in many different races. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't judge all cops based on the actions of a few because what that cop did to George Floyd, you don't know if it's justifiably racist. You don't know what motives he got to put his knee on, on that African-American's neck, George Floyd. You don't know what caused it. You don't know, you weren't there to even say it's racist. Or systematically racist because I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna just say that I do agree with police reform I do agree with criminal justice reform and I do agree with pol uh, prison reform but however wait uh, I do agree with those reforms because it weeds out the bad cops, and you would hire better cops that are law-abiding people that will protect and serve the community, whether it's the African-American community, the white community, or whatever community. However, my two cents on this is that, um, like I said, what did George Floyd do the, that this cop did that was racist? I mean, you don't know if it was racist. You don't know if it was over racism. 
I mean, I remember reading an article uh, that right-wingers are toting around saying that George Floyd uh, put a gun to a pregnant woman's body or stomach. I don't, I, I don't even know if that's true or not because I don't know what to say about that article that I read. Um, if it's true, then it's true. If it's not, then... I mean, maybe they're making things up on that article. But, I mean, I don't agree with how that cop... I don't agree with how that cop uh, handled things with George Floyd by putting his knee over his neck because that's an illegal chokehold, by the way. Um, there are proper ways of doing other chokeholds that the any police officer could do. Uh that's done that's actually taught by mma uh i guess i guess you could call them mma instructors because i remember uh, watching a video by a freestyle fighting academy where where they, i think it was marcus or david avalon was talking about should chokeholds be banned uh but uh from being used by police officers and he talks about that a wide variety of law enforcers do use that hold. Not that, not that, not that hold. Uh, that do use a, a proper way of doing a chokehold instead of doing it the wrong way. That could cause a death. Um, but it's a very informative vi uh, Instagram video that I saw on Instagram, uh, and he does make good, valid points. And yeah, I mean. Like I said, what that cop did is not justifiable. I mean, you could, he murdered George Floyd. It's not right. Uh, but to say that all cops are bad and that they should be the police department should be defunded is it's just absolutely foolish. Yeah, and yeah, um, I, I I I mean I watched that YouTube video of Logan Paul, and I just stopped watching it right there when he said America was racist, and I had to just. Stop watching it because I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore, and I had to debunk that stupid claim that he made. And another thing about the Paul, Logan Pauls and Jake Pauls of the world, don't you remember watching that video of Jake Paul looting and rioting, and he got sentenced to prison for, uh, he got uh, a notice for that. Yeah, I think he got, I think he was put in jail for it, and they ba they uh, bailed him out. Yeah, his I think his brother bailed him out and and gave them money. <laughs> the Logan Pauls and Jake Pauls of the world are fucking idiots. I mean, you're gonna freaking loot and riot and cause these things towards businesses just because of a death of a of an African American that happened in this country. I mean, it's stupid. There's you could peacefully protest and. For, for a good cause. But rioting and looting does not justify anything. You're just doing what Antifa does. Because Antifa is a group of freaking don't, terrorists. Like, they're domestic terrorists. Yeah. I mean, look at what Antifa's doing. Uh, defa defacing monuments and and taking down monuments that they, that they don't like. Like... 
George Washington and all these uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, U.S. the what's his name? Uh, I'm just gonna call him by his last name. Uh, U.S. U.S.L. Grant or something like that. Like it. I mean, tearing down even the St. Louis uh, statue was uh, take, was being plan uh, being planned to take it taken taken down. Who was? I think a, a Catholic leader. Yeah. Uh, I think it's stupid that to the de face a monument. So yeah. Um, great. What? The dog barked. <laughs> I swear there's always an interruption that ruins a podcast. So yeah, going back to these issues of uh, Logan Paul and Jake Paul are idiots. Like, I don't know how you can make Viners this fucking famous. Now, moving on to the next uh, subject, uh, wrestling. Um, I really wanted to have a debate today about something that comes to my mind... Wait, how many minutes have we been on this podcast? Wow, one hour and 16 minutes. Uh, let's cut it down short. I mean, maybe we could talk about this in the next episode. Uh, but um, it's about when people say... Because I, when I wanted to talk about wrestling, it's about... Uh, when people say wrestling is fake. I mean, you always get a debate from people from either side saying, oh, wrestling's not fake. Wrestling is fake. Like, one side will say it's not fake. The other one will say it's fake. Okay. Uh, let me debunk the ones that say wrestling is fake because it's pretty obvious wrestling is not fake. I mean, everybody knows wrestling is scripted, predetermined. There are some fixed maneuvers and there are other maneuvers that are real that could cause injuries. Uh, and it is also a contact sport. And that's something people should realize. It's a combat sport. Uh, wrestling is a combat sport. Uh, but it's also under the guise of sports and entertainment. Which they focus more on in the entertainment aspect. Um, another thing that wrestling is that... Uh, Wait, I said it's scripted. It's, I said it's predetermined. I said it's fixed. I said there are moves that can be used uh, for real, like legitimate. Um, I guess that's about it. Uh, but I could say other things that wrestling isn't, wrestling isn't. I mean, for certain, for certain it's not fake. So I just want to put that debate to rest uh, because everybody should know it's scripted and all that stuff. Because uh, there was an article that was published by Bloody Blue Mars that that I will also provide in the link in, in the description below on YouTube and um,
Um, um, and also on the social media platforms. Uh, by that was published by Bloody Blue Mars. Uh, I think it's titled. Uh, hold on, let me find the article. I swear to God, there's always interruptions from the outside interferences whenever I host a freaking podcast. What? What happened? Outside interference. You you get you. This microphone picks up all the noise, the background noises out there. You can hear people from outside. You can hear people from outside of this room talking. Seriously, like, people don't know how to fucking keep quiet. Or lower the freaking volume of, their, of anything they're do, doing. It's going to distract the freaking podcast. Um, wait, let me see why my... Oh, where do I go? Articles... Hold on, it's taking forever to load. Okay. Uh, there's an article called, by that was published by Bloody Blue Mars, Is Pro Wrestling Fake? And Is Pro Wrestling a Legitimate Sport? Uh, I think it's a well-written article. Uh, by the way, we're not promoted or sponsored by Bloody Blue Mars. Uh, we just get paid by them because of YouTube demonetizing uh, people over controversial opinions uh, based on facts and truth or uh, controversial opinions that are based on rhetoric or things like that um, that's happening with online censorship so I think it's wise that we get paid by a webs uh, a company yeah so yeah we are not promoted or sponsored by them uh, we're just under their website because they pay us for hosting our voicing our thoughts on the internet um, but yeah, like I said, it, this is a really well-written article. I think you should check it out. Um, that talks about pro wrestling. And there's another article that talks about the origins and history of pro wrestling, which is another good article you guys could check out and read that we'll be posting. We will be posting on our social media platforms and on this episode. Um, hold on. Do you hear a noise? Yeah, it's outside interferences because obviously people don't know when to freaking shut up when you're hosting a podcast. Um, yeah, I hear background noises. Yeah, is there a way you could like no, there's no way around it. This is, this razor microphone picks up all noises. Um, but yeah. Um, okay, so we have the articles, um, and I think we pretty much covered everything. But yeah, going back to the Charles Nagy situ uh, situation. Um, like I said, I don't condone what he wrote. When he talks about uh, the African American community that way, um, 
However, there are some things that he's written on his Twitter platform that I, don't, I think that we can find a consensus where we agree on things, but he, I don't know if he should be fired. I just think he should be penalized. That's all I think. What should happen to Charles Nagy? Um, he, it says here he's also the author of White Shaming, Bullying Based on Prejudice, Virtue Signaling, and Ignorance, which is a book that he wrote that, that has been available since January 2020. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, wait, is the noise over? I hope so because the background, I hope the background noise is over. Um, Uh, what are we going to talk about? I, guess, I think that covers everything for today's episode. I mean, we've, we've spent about an hour and 23, 24 minutes talking about this stuff. But yeah, going back to the pro wrestling, like I said, it's scripted, it's predetermined. There are fixed maneuvers and there are <laughs> real maneuvers that do happen in that ring. There are injuries that do happen. Um... We all know that wrestling is also a work and sometimes can be a shoot. Uh, basically, uh, a work is something that is destined to happen uh, and a shoot is something that's unintentionally not meant to happen. Uh, and then you have worked a work wrestling, a worked wrestling match or a shoot wrestling match. Now, what's the difference between a worked wrestling match and a shoot wrestling match? A shoot wrestling match is based on a, um, shoot, a legitimate wrestling moves. Like, you look at collegiate wrestling. You look at uh, high school wrestling. You look at amateur wrestling. You look at Greco-Roman wrestling. You look at freestyle wrestling. That's shoot wrestling right there. Uh, work shoot is just the, the catch aspect of wrestling. Because that's what pro wrestling is. It's catch wrestling. But like I said, you could read the articles from Bloody Blue Mars that were published um, because I think they give a better insightful view of pro wrestling. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll put the links in the description below on YouTube, like we said, and we'll also put it up on our social media platforms for anybody to read it and, along with these sources uh, based on um, uh, the African-American community situation that Charles Nuggie was bringing up to light uh, along with the Black Lives Matter movement and along with um, the crime rates that have been happening under not just the African-American community but every other race um so yeah, I think that will probably conclude today's episode because we, we reached about a time limit, uh, an hour and 26 minutes, and I don't know if it'll go through uh, 
all platforms. So yeah, uh, be sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud. We're on um, basically other podcast streaming platforms like Stitcher, you name it. Uh, basically, when you go to the Bloody Blue Mars website and click on the podcast section, you will find out that we're on the all almost all social uh, social media platforms and podcast media platforms where you can check us out uh we're basically gonna be on basically we did make a youtube account but we're not gonna be posting that much on there because youtube's not a podcast necessarily a podcast multimedia platform it's a complex platform where everybody could anybody could post things like video content music uh, podcast, you name it. So we won't be posting that much on YouTube because uh, we focus mostly, mostly our podcast on basically social media and podcast streaming platforms. So when you go on Bloody Bloom, the Bloody Bloom Mars website, and when you click on podcast, you'll see that we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We do have an RSS feed. That's connected to uh, FeedBurner. We're on Sound SoundCloud. We're on Google Play. We're on Apple iTunes. We're on Anchor, which is a uh, Apple app, an iPhone app, or a Google Play app. It's called Anchor. A N C H O R. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. We're on Stitcher, and we're also on Spreaker. So yeah, be sure to follow us and check us out there. Um, when you go on the Bloody Blue Mars website and on, under the podcast tab. Uh, so, yeah, today's inf- uh, episode was very informative, don't you think, Chris? Yeah, very informative. I think very lucrative when you talk about these issues. Uh, and another thing um, I wanted to talk about, remember when we were taught in high school that right-wingers are basically for limited government, they're for... They're for doctrination. They're for religion, free markets, and capitalism. And uh, yeah, I remember that. And that the left side of the aisle is more for focused on totalitarianism because they're for bigger government. They're for socialism. They're for uh, indoctrination in, in the educational systems. Um, I mean, I remember learning this stuff in high school, and I, and I find politics and government. Uh, an interesting subject to talk about yeah and it, and it's also true that left-wingers are also secular meaning they're away from religion they hate they 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 hate religion but they criticize the the biggest religion that they criticize the most is definitely christianity like christianity is always under scrutiny and and, and under attack by left-wingers um But there are some progressive Christians in those circles as well that you have to keep in mind. Um, that sh- should be aligning with the right, not the left, because of you know those secular views that they hold. Yeah, mostly secularism is uh, based on agnosticism or atheism. Yeah, th- that is true. So yeah... Um, so we covered everything from Charles Nagy UCF check. We covered everything from Cobra Kai, Karate Kid uh, check. 
We covered everything from the video game consoles. Check. Uh, Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Check. Uh, and wrestling. Check. So yeah, we covered every top topic. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think that for the PS5 and Xbox Series X, I think they should make the price che really cheap and affordable for everybody. Uh, I don't think they should raise it at $600, $700 because it wouldn't be worth buying at the start of, you know, yeah, at the start of the, win uh, the winter season when they start releasing the consoles. Like, that, that would be too expensive. Nobody's going to want to buy it. And people are going to probably complain. I would probably file a complaint to Sony and Microsoft and Xbox and PlayStation for raising the price on their video game consoles to $600 or $700. I would literally complain, file a complaint. I just think they should set the rate price range around $200 to $300 or $400 like they did with the PS4. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back also to the Cobra Kai thing, uh, I think it's a great deal that they're going to Netflix. Um, I don't know when season three will be released. Uh, hopefully it should be released by the end of the summer. I'm hoping that it gets released by the end of the summer because usually Cobra Kai releases their seasons, uh, between May or April of every year. And it's a fact because they released season one, I think, in May. They released season two in May or April, either of those two seasons. So my question is, why would they want to release season three now at a later time? And I can understand because of the coronavirus and COVID situation and... Um, that's another thing we wanted to talk about. Um, the coronavirus. Oh. Well, we'll get to that later. I mean, I can understand them releasing it and the the, the series, the season three for Cobra Kai at a later date because they're, and they uh, basically postpone and delay it to a later date because of the coronavirus situation. And I understand that. That's understandable because... When did they finish productions for season three? I think it was before the coronavirus thing became a thing. Yeah, they did. They definitely finished the productions. Uh, they were just look. I think what they're doing is looking for marketing. Yeah, the marketing aspects. So, um, I think they're looking for the marketing aspects uh, within Netflix. And by the way, I think. Like I said, it, it is great news that they're going to Netflix because I was watching a YouTube video that was posted by Cobra Kai Kid and I think Bonsai Kai Dojo where they were talking about the big Netflix deal with Cobra Kai and the Karate Kid. I think it's a great deal. Um, but yeah, uh, so far that's pretty much our episode uh, about the Charles Nagy UCF situation as well. Um... And the whole white privilege, African African American privilege, uh, African privilege, uh, Asian privilege. I mean, if it's re if it exists, it exists. But I don't think it exists because honestly, a privilege is something that you earn. It's not something that's easily inheritable or given to you. Yeah. So. 
for example, voting is a privilege, and education is a is a is a considered a privilege. A right is not necessarily a privilege, but you know, yeah. It, but it could be a privilege. It's an honor to to have a right. I mean, a right to vote, a right to anything, or things like that. Um, so, a privilege based on skin color, it, it just sounds awkward. It just doesn't make seem, sound, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I agree. Um, but yeah, um, that's pretty much what we wanted to talk about today. I mean, I think we're already at two hours. No. We're... One, we're, we stream this episode for one hour and 35 minutes. That's long. So I think we'll just call it a day. Um, but yeah, like, like I said again about Cobra Kai, about the PS5, Xbox Series X. Um, I think these are awesome news to hear. Uh, yeah. Are the, are the background noises over? Yeah, it's already over. I, it's no, there's no background noises anymore. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I guess that concludes our episode. Um, I guess there's nothing else to say. I mean... Be sure, guys, to listen to our podcast. I mean, we're a daily weekly or frequently I mean we haven't posted anything in the podcast since like about eight months ago and our first episode was about a year ago so we haven't been really posting daily or weekly but I think we will start to change that because uh, we've been posting very frequently and very and occasionally I mean eight months has been a long time I mean we haven't posted since yeah, eight months. I think it was eight months. So, uh, I think we'll be posting from now on more daily or weekly. Uh, we're still debating about... I think we're planning on doing it as a weekly show more than daily because, I mean, too much podcasting can be like a overwhelming and a burden. So, yeah, I mean... That pretty much wraps up our, our today's episode. Um, tune in next week. We're in a few, few days after. I mean, depending on how we're going to uh, showcase our podcast, tune in for the next episode because the next episode is one you don't want to miss. Uh, we will be talking about the history of, of Europe in regards to Islam, the truth about Islam, under Islam, and we're going to be, you know, yeah, the history of Europe under Islam, and uh, we're going to be talking about the truth about Islam, and how it impacts today's uh, generation, society, and era, so, and it's not going to be politically correct, for sure, um, because we're going to be basing it on facts and truth, and we're going to narrow it down to who has the right answer, uh, because there's both sides of the story one that one argues for islam and the other one that argues um 
against Islam. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be the next episode. So, yeah, guys, uh, be sure to follow us, like I said, on basically all three social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and we're also on pretty much any streaming podcast platform out there, including SoundCloud, uh, FeedBurner, um, Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Anchor. You name it. We're everywhere. So, yeah. Uh, be sure to check us out also on the Bloody Blue Mars website. Uh, we'll be... We'll basi we're basically being monetized by them. Because YouTube's not going to want to monetize us. Because we're, you know, we can be controversial at times. And I think that's probably just unfair for on youtube's part towards us so uh yeah and there's going to be articles that we're going to be publishing uh, under this episode so be sure to tune tune out tune it tune in and check us out all right are there any final words you want to say chris no no we're good all right all right over and out guys Oh, and another thing I would like to say, guys, that I forgot to say in the po episode, uh, for today's episode, is that, um, about the Black Lives Matter movement and Antifa, when you put two and two together, uh, they're both actually funded by George Soros, and another, I was gonna say something, and this brought to me to my attention, the Black Lives Matter of today, from, I think, it was, uh, 2014 to 2015, up until 2020, is just... It feels like it's another version of the Black Panthers uh, Party movement. Like, it's no different. The, the Black Lives Matter movement is just as equal to the, the, the Black Panthers movement. Now, keep that in mind. And that, that's what it reminds me of. Now, going back to the Black Lives Matter and Antifa being funded by George Soros... For those who don't know, George Soros is basically a, bil a Jewish billionaire who's been and corporate elitist who's been uh, funding organizations that have been left-wing, including funding Hillary Clinton uh, to run for office and supporting the left side of the aisle. And like I said, the left side of the aisle is totalitarian. They they want to bring in a new world, a one-world government that's known as an NWR, New World Order. And, uh, trust me, this, this, when I say this, I mean, if that's the case, and if that happens, it's not good, because it's going to lead to socialism, communism, anarchism, because of Antifa, you name it. Uh, and, uh, Trust me, it's not good. Uh, I mean, your First Amendment rights are going to be violated. Your Second Amendment rights are going to be violated. And any other amendment as well. I mean, it's going to go against the Constitution. So, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, be sure to tune, us, uh, tune in uh, next week or maybe in the next few days. It depends. 
uh, when we release our next episode because you don't want to miss out on this one. This one's going to be based on the history of the, the truth and the history of Islam and how it has impacted Europe in a non-politically correct fashion. And it's not going to be politically incorrect. Uh, sorry, it, it's going to be politically incorrect. It's not going to be politically correct and it's not going to be politicized with, you know, this propaganda narrative that Islam is somehow peaceful and all this. So, yeah, be sure to tune in uh, on that episode. Uh, be sure to check us out on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. And we're basically also on all pod- podcast streaming platforms. We're on FeedBurner, SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple iTunes, Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spreaker. So be sure to tune up, tune in. Uh, we'll be covering a lot of we'll be covering a lot of topics. Um, And yeah, that pretty much that's pretty much it for today's episode. And then we'll also be covering other topics like pro wrestling, more related news and updates for the, in the for in the future. And we'll be talking about uh, other topics as well. I mean, like government, politics, you name it. In the future. So yeah, keep keep that in mind. Uh, and yeah, 